Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. I'm Devika Girish. And I'm Clinton Crute. We're the editors of Film Comment. In February of this year, I received an invitation from the critic Jim Hoberman to vote in a new critics poll, unlike any others I had participated in in recent years. Organized by the magazine The New Republic, the poll asked critics to vote on a list of the 100 most significant political films of the last century. Not best or favorite, mind you, most significant. The New Republic unveiled the results of the poll on June 22nd, along with an essay by Jim analyzing the results. Topped by the Battle of Algiers, the final list is both a fascinating snapshot of what political cinema means to critics today and the limits of such exercises in ascertaining consensus. On today's podcast, we invited Jim for a deep dive into the impetus behind the poll, the surprises and disappointments of the list, and how notions of political cinema have changed over time. We hope you enjoy the conversation. We're thrilled to have a longtime Film Comment contributor, one of the most respected critics uh, around today, uh, Jim Hoberman, to the podcast. Welcome, Jim. Thank you. Glad to be here. And do you want to introduce yourself? We always ask guests to introduce themselves, and it's kind of a fun exercise. (laughs) Well, I used to say I was a recovering film critic because I'm not writing uh, regularly for any particular venue, but I still do occasionally uh, do film reviews and other kinds of writing, and I'm currently working on a book about uh, New York City in the 60s. Sounds like a very, um, you know, easy to capture, summarize, <laughs> distill subject. <laughs> <laughs> and and you were doing research for that today. Uh, and, across the street, yeah. And you want to tell us a little about the book, or is it too soon, or...? It's a little too soon, except that sometimes I feel like I bit off more than I could chew. But, um, you know, so uh, I hope to get it uh, in a kind of manageable shape uh, by September, before the New York Film Festival. Great. Well, we we look forward to the book. Uh, But, you know, we're gathered here to talk about another project that you did recently, which is that you sort of conducted this poll of the 100 most significant political films of the last century for the New Republic, which, as I understand it, coincided with the magazine's, you know, upcoming centenary. So sort of looking back uh, at the century of its existence. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became involved uh, with this poll and you know, I guess what your first thoughts were when you were approached? Well, I was I, I was kind of drafted by the uh, by the editor, Michael Tomaski, who was a colleague of mine at the Village Voice uh, for many years, and also for whom I wrote a, a number of um, film pieces when he was the editor of the American Prospect, including pieces on uh, the birth of a nation and also um, the Battle of Algiers, which was turned out to be the big winner. In the in the poll, something that I would not really have predicted, but but there it was, and um, you know I used to work on the poll for the Village Voice, so I had a kind of interest in um, parsing polls. You know, so what is what does the poll tell us? Um, you know, as much as the 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 subject. So I was I was I was up for that. And, um, you know, I have written a lot about political films. I mean, I always thought that um, being a film critic uh, during uh, uh, the Reagan uh, administration was, I mean, it was like no better time, really. (laughs) I mean, and uh, for me, Hollywood peaked, not because the films were so good, but because it it entered into, you know, uh, every aspect of uh, political discourse with Reagan. Yeah. We were just talking uh, with Boots Riley earlier this week, speaking of political films, but about uh, Red Dawn. He said that that was one of his early favorites. I know that that was. He said it was one of the uh, earliest films in his life that he recognized as propaganda. But that also made him feel like he needed to go out and defend the country against the encroaching Soviet. And and did he recognize the quote from uh, Triumph of the Will? with which it starts Un- unknown but uh, but <laughs> there you go that, no, lots of people you know george lucas quoted it too in, right, in star exactly. wars right yeah. i mean yeah film school they saw it in film school these guys yeah so we i, I know that um 
the New Republic, you know, the introduction to the poll says that you were the one who said not best political films, most significant. Yeah. Can you talk about why? Yeah, because I thought that, I mean, first of all, that was, it. you know, best meaning what? I mean, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, I figured that it was going to be subjective in any case. And, um, uh, you know, I didn't want it necessarily to be people's favorite political films, although that happens. Right. Um, but I thought that it, it should be in, in, in a um, uh, political or, a, or historical or a social context, uh, the, the significance of the, uh, of the films. And I think that, that by and large, and people took that to heart, although, you know, all sorts of other things, you know, uh, played into it too. Well, it's really hard to determine, I think, uh, from uh, as an individual, like what, which films were, ha were the most significant historically, right? So you're making a judgment call that can be... Well, I think you're making it, you could be making an argument, right. which is, is okay. different than, than, than <clears throat> I think, than a judgment call. Mm -hmm. You're being a lawyer, not a judge. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, I, I know that when you sent the invitation to the poll, you said, like, rank by importance, uh, you know. And I I wonder, did you have an idea of what importance means in this context going in? I mean, what is your own definition of significant? Well, okay. I mean, um, we can cut to the chase right away. I can tell you what my what my number one Yeah, go ahead. Was, let's let's was, hear it. It was uh, Peter Watkins' uh, La Commune. Um, which I think finished in the top in the top 20 in the top 20 yeah. I was very gratified I had by the war that. game in there but you know there, yeah. with his filmography there's a there's a pick yeah you can yeah. pick a few yeah you know it's fine I, I took it when I was in graduate school he at Columbia he he showed up during the summer and I took a course with him and it was all about these films I mean he just was he, he showed The Birth of a Nation he showed mm. Triumph of the Will I can't remember if those are the ones that I was most, I mean, but he was just like showing you these films so that you could learn to hate them more properly. <laughs> Is I don't know if that's the term that he used. And I, I so regret not having saved whatever notes, right. you know, I took, I was not a great student, you know. But uh, uh, so, yes, I'm very glad that he, he, uh, uh, he, he got into the poll. I mean, he's a, he's a really significant political filmmaker. And the reason why I put in La Commune was... And not only because it's to me it's fascinating what he did as a as a film, but but the way that he made it with having these activists, you know, identify with their characters and so. I mean, you right. know, they really sort of played it out in a way. It wasn't, you know, like a um, uh, you know, like a, a historical right. You reenactment know, uh, of exactly it wasn't mm. a historical reenactment. something else was going something on something ex like experiential where history was being yes. created in it, addition to colonial right. Williamsburg yeah. right. not colonial Williamsburg I guess but but, uh, but I you know but I also included I don't know where I put the birth of a nation and, and trying for the will but they certainly were were high up mm -hmm. on on my list because I mean you, you as I said you know like um in, in 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 my essay there, you, you cannot deny the the birth of a nation. I mean, there was a there was a, a contretemps in the late '90s when the um, uh, Library of Congress was uh, um, showing, you know, like the great American movies, mm -hmm. and they left out the birth of a nation, and they had a reason for doing that mm. because they didn't, you know, like they, you know, that Washington. Is a is a uh, African American city. I mean, there were lots of people who worked at the library who were, you know, uh, uh, African American or otherwise sensitive to this, and they and they didn't want to show it. But you know, my feeling is you cannot, you know, like uh, you can prepare people for it. You know, you can you can you, you don't have to force people to see it, but you can't pretend that it didn't exist. I mean, I I taught for many years a. Um, the, what would have been film one, an introductory course at the uh, Cooper Union for undergraduates, and it, it was an art school, and it, you know it was it got art, engineering, architecture, an interesting place, and so I had to do everything in this one course, you know, history, that you know, the whole thing, and it was it was fun, but I always showed it, and um, uh, you know, and I always watched it. I mean, there were plenty of times when I put on a movie and I just like went out, you know, and I I didn't right. sit through it, but I always sat through the birth of a nation because it's it's so mortifying mm -hmm. and and you know it's just if i was going to show it i was going to have to watch it again and i had a long you know i had a, a long 
lecture about it and so on right. because you know it's just it, it it checked so many historical boxes that you you can't pretend that it it but it also wasn't it there. had such a lasting impact on film form right yes so if if we want to parse like which is how, primarily how it was taught to me like, right as, and if like we a, want to parse how film form like influences us feeds us ideas yeah. about the nation about each other about mm -hmm. you know um yeah. violence all of that about time i mean i remember studying it as an example of how film shapes time and, mm -hmm. you know, and how it establishes our understanding of... Um, I mean, in Triumph of the Will, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. the, the yeah. montage. and oh, But yeah. also Man with a Movie Camera and uh, Battleship Potemkin, yeah. like, same class. Yeah, but the, um, just to go back to to uh, Birth of a Nation for a while, it personalizes history in a way that we still see. I mean, by, by, by reducing, right. you know, this incredibly complicated historical event to two families, two parallel families, right. you know, uh, uh, it, 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 you know, it became amazingly effective. And, and then the other thing is that it's not just film form, which is certainly true. I mean, he did invent the grammar of, uh, of, of film, mm -hmm. narrative film pretty much with this, but it was, you know, people protested immediately. It was banned in a lot of places. It inspired a counter cinema, you know, right. um, it, uh, um, <laughs> reactivated the Ku Klux Klan. I mean, you know, so you, it, 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 it really intervened in history. The, the president of the United States endorsed it. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, it did a lot. It did right. a lot. And so all those things, you know, there's a whole list of things that it did for the first time. Right. So are there films that you like as political films, but that are not significant that got left off your list? Well, I guess. I mean, I mean, I'm sure many, but what's an example? Well, I, you know, I the thing that the the, the lack that I feel mm -hmm. in the in the in the list personally was the absence of uh, <clears throat> East European films mm -hmm. because that was like a favorite. Uh, I would say that was a, a a specialty of mine. You know, Eastern European films made during the uh, the Soviet right. period, and one could say that they were all pretty much political. They had to mm -hmm. be. In, 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 you know, uh, in, in various ways. And, you know, I, there, were, there were many that I, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, like uh, that I didn't push for, you know, uh, uh, Miklos Jancho's films, for example. I mean, uh, but other, other ones too. So I feel that as, as a, uh, as, as, as that, that's the absence that I, that I feel. But I, I think that there would have been other ones. I mean, you know, um, there were plenty of films that people came up with that uh, um, no, for example, which I said, oh right, you know, I mean that's that's a that's a fascinating yeah. Uh, the film. Pablo yeah, the Pablo Lorraine. I film. think when I was making my list, I was I really was thinking of intervention. I mean, mm -hmm. how in the way they're made or showed, how they intervened in some way in in the world around them. And I think what is the challenge, or what was the challenge for me, was defining the scope of that intervention. So. Something like the birth of a nation, I mean, you just listed all the ways in which it impacted history and like, mm -hmm. you know, the president is involved and there's protests and a counter cinema. And then a couple of films that I had on my list, like um, Night Cleaners, for example, you know, their scope is much more limited in the sense that they, I, you know, it's it, the scope is their subject, you know, they didn't necessarily bring about a revolution or a, they didn't contribute to some kind of renewed labor struggle, but they impacted something outside of the film. And that felt really necessary to me, mm -hmm. even if that was not that far outside the film, even if it was not like the world, uh, it felt crucial that they in some way interacted with real life, real people and rethought some ideas about what it means to, you know, work with images in allyship to movements. Um, and so that was kind of, for me, like, I guess the defining characteristic. And I think it felt important for me to emphasize this idea of intervention because I do think we live in a time when the word, words like political, radical are applied very widely to content and even to form, but without like a consideration of like actual material intervention. So studios will often call films political or radical, even though they're not actually intervening in the order of things at all. I was wondering if like this was something that you 
Yeah, I mean, I was, I was afraid that uh, all the president's men was going to win. <laughs> I mean, along those lines. And I think that, that with Night Cleaners, um, you know, you're also talking about a movie that was collectively made. Exactly. Which yeah. I think is, is, uh, is very significant. And, you know, I think that there, were all, there are these um, uh, collectives that, that, that produced films. I mean, um, I was... You so, mentioned Newsreel and some other groups yeah, like news, that. Yeah, Newsreel and, uh, um, you know, the, uh, uh, even the, the Film and Photo League, mm -hmm. you know, and they, they, that was an international thing so there's black audio film collective yeah yeah, yeah. um somebody brought up the um uh the the chris the chris was it see you soon the um it's the he made he made two films with the, the medvetkin group huh. one was the film about a strike that the workers hated and then he went back and he made a a follow-up film i'm sorry that i i can't remember the um the title, it's, it's you know, there's a French title. You can translate it as like, we'll see you soon or we'll okay. see you again, something like that. Yeah, that that had slipped my mind as many things do. I mean, that's the problem with these lists. As soon as you, you know, you just, oh, what about that? But I mean, but that was a, that was a, that was a, a fascinating self-critic, you know, where the filmmakers made a collective film about, about a strike. The subjects objected to it and they went back, they learned, mm -hmm. you know, um, something which Godard would always say you had to do, but of course he never would. You know, I mean, right, right. <laughs> that wasn't his. Mm -hmm. You know, history he wasn't gonna. You know, uh, and then and then made another made another film, and I think that that's that's an example of that, of that too. I mean, you mentioned this one, which I I had never, not only had never seen, never heard of. Mm. You know, with the sex workers in um, was it in Marseille or yeah, you know? Le, uh, the film The Prostitutes of Lyon by Les Insoumises, which I only discovered actually last year some mm -hmm. of their films were showing as part of an online series and I know that you mentioned that in your analysis and I, I'm imagining it's because maybe not many others or anyone maybe mentioned that uh, no nobody else mentioned that right and I never heard of it so that was and it's yeah. a 40 minute film yeah. um, and the again it's like one of those films where what is the ripple effect of this film on history I can't I'm not sure if I mm -hmm. can gauge or compare mm -hmm. yeah. it but one very important intervention that that film did was it was recording the protesters who occupied a church um, right. in Lyon. And it was playing the video that was captured on the walls of the church almost immediately. So it was this moment of video being used yeah. in a political situation as part of a struggle that to me felt like cinema being applied in a in a new way to a political struggle yeah. so like that was another just a significant gesture yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Created a significant well one of the films that i had on my list that was a, a an orphan nobody else uh, <laughs> voted for this was a monopoly on violence which oh i love you know, that yeah film. i mean i thought that was like a a uh, uh i mean it only as far as i know it only it showed here yeah a, a couple of times and um you know, I mean, the, the, the making the, the filmmaker uh, uh, David DeFres, who's who's basically, I think he's more a journalist than a than a filmmaker, yeah, or a scholar Get, or something. Yeah, yeah, getting this idea. Well, actually, he, he his 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 history is interesting. He was like he was like a punk, and that's why he hates the police. Uh -huh. I mean, that his first thing, you know, was like making these punk right. rock films or something in the south of France. I don't know. Anyway, the idea of of getting these vernacular. Um, videos and using them as a basis for a film, but having people who are in them respond to them at the same time. I mean, I thought that was an amazing form of collective uh, filmmaking. Right, and and the to me, the intervention of that film is in the lives of the people who were in the video. So, you know, that film is not like bringing down the police in France, but yeah. it's allowing the victims and perpetrators, because there's cops also yeah. that he brings in for these conversations, to experience something like a, di a dialogue that could be transformative on a personal or yeah. interpersonal level. But unfortunately, it did contribute to a, a uh, uh, the change of the law in France, making it illegal to uh, uh, film the police. That film did that? Well, it, it happened. Or like it, it was at yeah, that time? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, all the different ways in which films are significant. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the French um, critics who I spoke to about it hadn't even heard of it. 
you know, which I thought was was, what was pretty that? amazing. Was it at the New York Film Festival? Yes, it was in a it side. Was, it, was. It, was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in the spotlight section, yeah. um, and then it was on Mubi for a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. was during the COVID. It was one of the COVID right. festivals, right. so that it was like you can only see it online. Right. I think. Yeah, and then um, I think another film that I had was um, Afrique Sursign. The um, it's from the 1950s, and it's widely regarded as the first film made by Africans in France. Mm -hmm. And it's a very short film, um, kind of roughly made. But that seems significant to me. I think also because I, in my mind, was needed to position myself against a very Eurocentric idea of political cinema. So, mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of French cinema that would be counted as political cinema um, that would more readily appear in people's minds as political cinema. I mean, there's so much stuff from, you know, just 60, the 60s. But I thought that in that environment, for three black men to just pick up a camera mm -hmm. and say, like, we're going to make a movie mm -hmm. that, like, challenges images of just Frenchness felt like a political intervention to me. And I saw that as part of um, a series at the MoMA about sort of proto-new wave mm -hmm. films, like uh, forgotten or kind of early new wave films. And, you know, that's that's another thing. Like, sometimes we we put a lot of weight into firsts, like the first film to do this or the first, like, person from this community to make a film. I mean, it's the same with my survival as an Aboriginal, which was made by Essie Coffey, a, an Australian Aboriginal filmmaker, and she was mm -hmm. the first Aboriginal filmmaker to make, like, a feature-length documentary uh, in Australia. And I don't know, I, I was wondering, like, how do I gauge the significance of something like that which seems completely forgotten so is that significant if it, it isn't even really in people's minds or on the records anymore well <clears throat> sure but i mean but if you're thinking about you know this this is this is the problem with or the the, the nature of of polls i mean they're you know it's the same thing as public opinion polls right. i mean you know in public opinion polls you're asked a lot of yes or no questions to which there may not be a yes or no answer. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. You know, during a um, a trial, also, if you're if you're on the witness stand, they're saying yes or no, yes or no, and it, you know, things that can be more complicated than that. So, what you're getting always is a kind of consensus view. And if you want to introduce something into that, I mean, that's 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 how you do it. Mm. The thing is that. You know, I, I was thinking back on other experiences I had, you know, as a, as, a, as a critic with with trying to introduce, trying to broaden the um, mm -hmm. uh, the spectrum, and and um, sometimes, you know, I belong to these um, uh, critics organizations, the you know the New York Film Critics Circle, yeah. and so on. That's a whole story too. But anyway, um, so I would sometimes vote introduce things just. To get them out there, you know, and whether whether it worked or not, and right. it, once in a blue moon, it actually did. But uh, um, but in a large poll like this, you know, you can't, you know, you're just you, you you throw something out there, and you know, I mean, maybe if they if they publish the list of every single film right. that people voted for, it will it will it will get in there. And and this is not to say that it shouldn't be done. It's just to say that it's in the nature of polls to like. Um, marginalized. Well, they're democratic, yeah. the minimum, yeah. so they're. Well, yeah. so I mean, how many of the films the did any of your films make the top one hundred? I actually, I didn't really corroborate. I mean, a few did. Handsworth Songs is in the top one hundred. Yeah, and the War Games. The War Game is in the yeah. top one hundred. Um, so a few did, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that the exercise was really like defining the scope of my history and right. like the scope of my politics well i mean i think that hour of the furnaces mm -hmm. um was that on was that on your list yeah, too? so is. that's that that got into the into the, oh, into that's the right. top 50 and actually i was higher. very surprised it wasn't higher than it was because again maybe it's a generational thing but like me going to college that was the number one political film yeah. right like that's the film that's the manifesto the third cinema manifesto that was actually about politics. And it's interesting because the the Third Cinema Manifesto by Solanas and Gitino is responding to Godard. I mean, it's responding to this previous generation mm -hmm. uh, of political cinema and this idea that 
the Godard and his contemporaries were practicing a second cinema trapped in this fortress that doesn't actually shake up the system. Um, and then I was thinking of like, I know that um, you you noted in the analysis that there aren't many feminist films in the in the top half of the poll I think yeah there were fewer than I than I would have expected yeah. yeah I mean I'm so I'm curious like what what kind of consensual idea about what political cinema means today to people emerged mm-hmm. from this to you well you know there are there are a couple of things there I mean first of all there's that there's the idea that that uh, um, people who I who I identify with uh, specific, uh, groups and subcultures, which is everybody in one way or another, like to see themselves recognized on the on on the screen. So so there's so there's that, mm-hmm. and you can't separate that from from political because it's you know this this kind of self representation. But but then there are you know um, the consensual things which which you know bring which people can agree on. Somehow, yeah. I mean, I mean, the top ten is sort of dominated by some. Yeah, I mean, you know, Doctor Strangelove, right? For right. example, I mean, um, I mean, that's a movie like that else? certainly. But I saw that when it came out, and I was, you know, like fourteen or you know whatever. It certainly made a big impression on me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went to see it's the only first film I ever went to see twice. All the President's <laughs> Men is number is also, which was it's surprising to me, but we can. Well, I as I say, I was relieved that it didn't that it didn't finish <laughs> Number first. Number one, yeah, yeah. But you know, one of the things I did when I asked the the, the chatbot, you know, like uh, to you know, yeah, and it's, it turned out to be pretty accurate. Say a little bit about that because I thought it was very interesting. You did that. Well, I did that. I mean, this was at the moment when you know, like, of course, it hasn't stopped. But this was you know, really when you know, AI and chatbots was to every everybody was was fooling around with them. Right. So I just, just for the heck of it, you know, I, I just did that. I said, what are the most, you know, significant uh, uh, political films? And first they gave me just a bunch of American films. I said, no, 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 I want to know international. And then, and then it gave me, you know, like uh, three or four and, and, and the bot I'm speaking about it. Like it's like, it's a, like, it's a living thing. You know? Her name is Sydney. <laughs> That's right. This was Sydney, but yeah. unfortunately Sydney got lobotomized. Oh, really? After that, no after that time, oh God, Sydney was so much more interesting. <laughs> before that, because you know that it, it could Sydney could go range through the entire internet, uh-huh. and that's why all this crazy stuff came up. Because you know people have people have you know, crazy all, ideas. And there's all sorts of nutty yeah. things yeah, going yeah, yeah, on yeah. there. But um, and the only reason I know that is because I asked Sydney to like find some reviews of a uh, of a French movie. Of Lumiere, of Jean Moreau's movie. I wanted to see oh, so what the French used reviews to, were like. You used it for some research yeah, I purposes did. too. I did, and it's no good now. It just gives you back, you know, like, uh, you know, Wikipedia. You could do it yourself. I once right. lost my temper. I couldn't find something for me. I said, just Google it, you know, and it, <laughs> and it just, and it's like cut off the conversation. You know? Shut down. You can lot. <laughs> but anyway, this kind of thing is it's, like Hal. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. This kind of thing, it was, you know, it just came and, and you yeah. know, like, and, and it said, I, there's no perfect consent, but by looking around on lists and so on, this is what I came up with, which is, you know, I mean, that's that's public opinion. I mean, you know, the thing about public opinion polls, well, of which there's a whole, you know, literature, of course, that they've been right. around, you know, for a hundred years, and it is one of the ways that 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 democracy, at least our democracy, works, is that it's it, it's all it, public opinion is always about somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's never really your opinion. Mm. You know, it's yeah. what other people, you know, like uh, uh, think. Unless you're Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Sydney was careful to say that yeah, yeah, it yeah. was, you know, this was based on, you know, Sydney doesn't judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so what what is the value? Do you think in doing a public opinion poll of on this topic right now? Well, <clears throat> I think that that uh, um, you certainly do um, get a sense. Of um, you know you you understand consensus, um, you know you also get a sense of what are you know significant outliers. I mean the most interesting things in some respects were not the top ten, but let's say you know the uh, uh, the ones that were like between thirty and fifty, mm-hmm. you know. And um, when when I was working on the voice poll uh, with Dennis Lim. 
I came up with this uh, uh, thing called the uh, Passion Decks. Where and I can't even remember how I figured this out. I mean, it was so funny. Early AI, an early. <laughs> well, you know, like Dennis was a, was had had studied. You know, was a, was a math major. Uh-huh. I cobbled together some some nutty, you know, like thing. But basically, what it was was like the films that 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 didn't matter how many the films that that, that certain people loved the most, mm-hmm. but also that they could get points for it being a film that some, that other people hated. You know, in other right, words, right, right. To, to determine the films that 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 had the strongest, it inspired the strongest emotions, mm. and I wasn't able to really do that. It's like the sweet spot. Yeah, I wasn't oh, yeah. really able to do that with this poll, but that that to me would have been, you know, like that's a fascinating thing because then then what you got is you know it, it is interesting and un, undeniably significant that the, that the Battle of Algiers after all these years mm. would still be. You know, uh, um, such an such a, a, an important film, and and overwhelmingly, I mean, it got it got more votes than than the second and third films. How many combined. how many first place votes did it get? Did it you get? You have a lot? to ask the the, uh, the, the guy the who, robot? who actually. <laughs> I, no, he's not a robot. I, he's, a, he's a human. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I want because because seeing that made me think like I wonder if everybody included it like in their top ten as just something that they needed to include, but then. Because everything else was kind of mixed up, it somehow could could be. Mm. That's that's why you need the passion decks right. to like right. to, 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 to judge the yeah right. enthusiasm. I mean, I sometimes did mention like the fact that somebody put the Great Dictator as number one. I thought right. it was worth mm. mentioning, and and two people put the put the Bicycle Thieves as number as, one. As number one, that seems like something that that's not so. That could be like less surprising maybe fifteen twenty years ago, right? Like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We, we we didn't have to, you know, like we should have made people identify by their age. We had to, had That's to like sort question. of do this <laughs> by... You talk about that a little bit in your intro. Yeah, you, you like, often refer to younger voters. Because I I had to figure this out myself. And it was very, you know, it was like a uh, an estimate. This is something that... that um, uh, the, 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 the New Republic, they really wanted that. They wanted to, they wanted to... Uh, because they noticed something... I trend, think right. and they, they they noticed something. They noticed a trend, and they and they wanted you know uh, um, to focus on that. But you know, I, I I tried to do that cautiously. But I could I could you know somewhat figure it out. Of course, you know, young, you know, from my perspective is you know probably starts you know at like uh, you know age forty, maybe even older. You know. <laughs> Support for the Film Comment Podcast and the following message come from Cinema Made in Italy, presenting Amanda. An official selection of the 2022 Venice Film Festival, actor-turned-filmmaker Carolina Cavalli's refreshingly offbeat directorial debut Amanda stars breakout actress Benedetta Porcaroli in the title role. Born into an upper-class family with a doting mother who puts the bill for her indolent lifestyle, Amanda longs for real connection, but has never had a friend of her own until she rediscovers a lost childhood bond, spurring a mission to convince another recluse that they are still best friends. A playful and provocative new film that Deadline says recalls the work of Miranda July or Noah Baumbach. Amanda starts Friday, July 7th at the IFC Center in New York City and at the Lemley Royal in Los Angeles. For more information, go to cinemamadeinitaly.com. So this is like just a fundamental unavoidable question of any kind of polling but obviously um you know people can only vote for what they've seen and what they can see is so dependent on like mm-hmm. you know availability distribution where they live but it felt to me like something worth thinking about even more carefully for a poll like this because what becomes significant also has to do with what kind of reach it is able to have. So it kind of goes back to my question, like there are films that I thought are really significant, but the reason they maybe didn't make that kind of historical impact was because they were made by people who didn't have money, who Mm -hmm. didn't have distribution, who, I I don't know. So how do you kind of reconcile those notions in the results of this poll? Well, I mean, you have that problem, you know, uh, in in any kind of poll or any kind of... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, film criticism. I, I used to get this all the time uh, at the at the Voice. I mean, you know, writing about these obscure things. You know, uh, 
um, you know, when I used to do 10 best lists for The Voice, uh, there was always, you know, like uh, uh, a certain amount of reader pushback. You know, what was he talking about? You know, what, are, what is this stuff? We can't see, see movies, it, you know? Yeah. And and the thing is that that I certainly could understand that, you know, that, that if people didn't live in New York or, you know, the Bay Area or, you know, I mean, uh, Toronto, I mean, it, right. it was really hard to, to see a lot of this stuff. But there's a but there's like a value in putting it on the record that it, that I, I, has been yeah. seen. I agree. That, yeah. I know. I agree. But I guess it just made me wonder even more broadly if like the most effective politics, political gestures are the ones that reach most people. You know, I mean, it kind of opens or, up into that or, question. But it's also yeah. that. But you know, you could frame it the, uh, in the opposite way too, in terms of like you know manufacturing consent, like the, the movies that are that are most broadly seen are the ones that are intended to be most broadly seen right. you know like or intended aloud mm. and like supportive of yeah well a, a point that i was trying to make and i maybe i should have like you know carried it through is that in in the nature i mean certainly when i was writing about hollywood movies you know in in several books and and um, mm-hmm. uh, the idea was that i i, I made an analogy between hollywood uh, and, uh, um, and, and, and American politics in that the idea was to like make something that the greatest number of people would, would go to see. Right. And, uh, you know, it was like a business model, but it was the same thing that politicians were doing. And these things have broken down completely. I mean, this really was, was true throughout, uh, the cold war, I would say. Right. Uh, and maybe a little beyond, but, but um, although in the 60s, it was fascinating when, when Hollywood itself broke down and couldn't figure out who their audience was. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's why you got all these fascinating movies that were made, you know, around 1970 and mm-hmm. so on. Um, but, you know, so that, that, that I was trying to make the point that by their nature as a mass medium, you know, movies are like looking to create some kind of hegemony. Right. However, right. once we're talking about... about politics you know then then you can have this completely other like a, a leninist point of view that you what about you know like this this small you know move this cult film which like can motivate you know actual change and right. and, and so on yeah and i mean what about a film that motivates change at like one factory something hyper local and that can get lost in kind of the tides of history right. um well I'm glad. I mean, if 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 the poll stimulated more thinking about this, right? Then then it served its its purpose. I mean, uh, um, what happened? You know, they they and uh, uh, one of the NPR programs, one uh, A did a did a uh, forty five minutes on the poll, and of course, what they had was you know like people would call in and then why didn't you put you know right. Norma Ray on the poll and you know what I mean? Because you know they, they think you have you sat there personally, Jim, and you right. put like each right. <laughs> my favorite yeah. one was the person who said the Breakfast Club really changed my <laughs> life, but they they were it, they said because I thought of you know like a, I was a teenager. Action, yeah. Yes, I thought that I had agency as a, as a teenager, and you can't you know like art that you can't argue <laughs> with pretty. that. I think that's pretty. That, that's legit. The end. Yeah, <laughs> with the fist. But I also you talked about this, but like, there, how many? There weren't a lot of films from the eighties, right? Like of the kind of Red Dawn. Uh, no people. Ilk. People left that out. Well, was, I think that that um, you know, uh, uh, Jake but, Perlin, after mm-hmm. he saw it printed, sent me his list, which of course was what it was a list like yours. I mean, it was just right. you know, or or. Um, you know, uh, Jed uh, at at Anthology Film Market also had a fantastic list. I mean, of of, uh, but but Jake had I think had Rocky three or Rocky four right on his. I mean, list I had of, a Predator immediately occurred to me because mm-hmm. I've always but like these movies aren't didn't really. No, and I I wasn't going to push for them. I mean, having having you know uh, written a book about the about right. Reagan cinema in the eighties. I mean, I never even wanted to like see or think about these movies That's your ever, brand. ever you again you know just so you were happy that they didn't uh come up that <laughs> but mind. a little surprise but I, it is interesting yeah. that nobody brought that up well because you do have a you know ideologically there's a birth of a nation there's and we mentioned yeah. triumph of the will yeah so you might see some of these kind of like maybe early reagan well i think that one could make a case for rocky being you know a more yeah. important political film than all the president's men but I think so. Yeah, that makes I buy that. 
Possibly I, better filmed. I was also wondering, <laughs> like, um, you know, we have. I'm, I'm, how do I say this without like mentioning the word Trump? But I'm just gonna say <laughs> Trump, you know. Uh, but you know, like you said, it'll just be a beep on the final version. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, you you said you grew up with the Reagan presidency. You've written about it. This particular moment where Hollywood and culture and politics seems to come together. Obviously, people have drawn parallels um, with you know Trump's presidency. Where it's not Hollywood. It's like reality TV culture, and you know, very different kind of uh, relation with media has come sort of close with politics. And I also found it really interesting that when in your invitation for the poll, you said like the video of George Floyd's murder or mm-hmm. camera footage of the Jan 6, uh, January 6th surprising uh, at the Capitol, that would be a valid choice for someone. And um, yeah, I, I was curious if there was something that came up in the poll that seemed kind of post-Trump or mid, I don't even know if we can say post I guess. Um, you know, specific, Late. because I looked at the poll mm. and I was like, this could, the poll could have been done 10 years ago and it may not have looked different. Well, that's a very good point. And I think there are, there are, there are a number of ways to look at that. I mean, one thing is that um, when I was writing a book about Reagan, there was all this pressure on me. Are you going to write about Trump? Are you going to write about Trump? So in the end, I, I have a postscript about, about Trump. But the thing is that, that Trump is really post-Hollywood. I mean, it's mm-hmm. something we're dealing with a, a whole other kind of, you know, image distribution and mm-hmm. and and so on. The That's, reality TV or post reality TV. Yeah, I mean, or it's, social media. Social, I mean, yeah. social yeah. media. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that because of the people who were, by and large, in fact, everybody who was ever a poll is some kind of professional film person, whether a critic or an academic oh, yeah. or a programmer or so on. There is a tendency, you know, to want to like, no, <laughs> right? Not not to. I mean, the closest I think would have been, you know, the vernacular videos, and, and a couple of people did uh, uh, vote for them. I mean, uh, uh, Mia Mask voted for uh, uh, you know the, the uh, Rodney uh, uh, King, mm. um, uh, you know, a film, and and people mentioned the Zapruder footage got some mention, and you know, some other. There were there were a few things here and there scattered. Um, but by and large, people did not did not go there and and tended to focus on on conventional movies. I mean, there even were fewer documentaries than I than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was a way of I don't want to say that it's denial, but I mean, but something else is going on now that doesn't necessarily you know like you know deal with with film culture. Yeah, I mean, I think part of the struggle is that the image or visual culture we're talking about is so ubiquitous that to isolate certain things as films, it feels really tricky. But also, I think for me, when I read like when I read that you you suggested that these were this is also a direction one could go in, and I I wondered, and I guess. I feel a little bit protective about the idea of cinema. I mean, it feels like if you have a, if there's a poll called political films, that it's also a way to justify what the existence of films at a time when the boundaries do seem to be very porous. And also, I think cinema has always been associated with some aesthetic component, you know, like mm-hmm. there is attention to form even in a documentary. And I'm sort of, it feels icky to include films like, you know, footage of a riot or of a murder in that category. There's they're not like necessarily some, intentional works of... They're not intentional, but that also are documents of horrible real life suffering. Right. And place them <coughs> next to Rocky Three or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, or not even Rocky Three, even Hour of the Furnaces. To sure, me, that sure. seems like... So there's, I'm, for, I'm just talking about, like, there were these two impulses for me to be, like, protective of the category of cinema, and then also to maybe not, not suggest that cinema is more, like, there is something a little frivolous about cinema, and I would like it to be that way, if that mm-hmm. may, like, something a little superficial. Well, I, I think this is a very bold admission <laughs> <laughs> to make, because, I mean, basically, you're taking, and I, 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 I completely understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. it's kind of a conservative uh, point of view, and in 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 a way that you want to conserve, right? Uh, uh, cinema, which we all do, but 
all I can say is that, and 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 that certainly is a valid point of view, but life marches on, <laughs> and, and you know things have changed. And to me, you know, Hollywood is completely subsumed in. Uh, you know, to me, Hollywood is now identical with Marvel, the, the Marvel universe. Right. I mean, I understand that there can be interesting movies made. Maybe Oppenheimer will be an interesting. I don't know. I mean, uh. You know, I certainly have been disappointed by by the movies that 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 I that I I actually go out yeah. and see, and and my feeling is that is that okay? So they came upon this, they finally reduced it down to this one mm. thing, you know, this one sort of universal thing, and maybe there are, there are are nuances which I don't get. I, I could accept that too. I mean, I used to say. When I lost my job at The Voice, I said, oh, good, I'll never have to look at another superhero movie again. That's like the upside of that. So I, I'm not saying that they can't, people can't distinguish between them, because I'm sure that they can. But my point is that as a, as a, as a form, it does not seem to be as, uh, um, uh, as, as exciting, let's say, as it was in other periods. And I don't want to fetishize... Um, the '60s, although obviously that was a very good period, because there was not all this competition. I mean, there, there weren't all these other things going on. Movies yeah. were 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 what there what there was. Um, but you know, I mean, it's the same thing when everybody was talking about uh, how um, serious you know cable TV was. But you know, that never worked for me. But I I, I understood that that point that that people could. You so, mean like the golden age of TV, or what, like the like the. Yeah, that that yeah. that that you know that 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 uh, the the wire or the Sopranos were like uh, yeah, yeah. really, and I and I don't disagree, mm -hmm. but then you know like there was the idea that well that's where all the energy is. Did anybody put the wire on their list? I feel like that would be like no, a... but that's fascinating. Nobody did. People did, people stayed away from from TV, which is really? also interesting. Yes. Not yeah. even, I mean, Twin Peaks isn't. Some there's always mm. someone who puts Twin Peaks somewhere. No, no, no I don't <laughs> I think that. Like... I don't think that David Lynch got any votes. Huh? And you know who got very few votes? Michael Moore. Yeah, that's that, not I, so surprising. Um, I feel yes, like he's no I longer. Think it, well, I think you it were is, surprised. Well, the NPR listeners were really indignant. Oh, okay. to me. I think it is not surprising for this generation, if I may say that. Yeah, I prefer to teach. I teach a course in uh, a seminar in documentary activism. And, uh, um, and when it comes time, you know, I show I show Tony Buba rather than uh, rather than, than 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 Michael Moore because he's somebody who's working with an actual, you know, in a community in a city. And mm. you know, I mean, it's it's um, anyway. Yeah. I'm curious: were there any trends in terms of the filmmakers' race, gender that you notice? Is it primarily white men filmmakers or? Mm, yes, I I thought it was interesting that uh, um, and 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 telling that uh, Chantal Ackerman, who I wouldn't have thought of particularly as a political filmmaker, got uh, votes for several films, not okay. just not just uh, uh, Jean Dielman. Um, I thought that that uh, uh, you know that that I I liked the fact that Lizzie Borden got a, a vote, and and I I saw that as like a uh, to some degree, a generational. Sarah Maldoror also, right? Sambizanga. That might have gotten one or two. Okay. Um, but um, you know, in general, I mean, there were you know there were there were no. What about Cinda Firestone Attica? Anyone yeah. put that one? I don't Attica think so. I don't know. I didn't see it. I I, I yeah. looked for that one because that yeah. is a, a movie. But that I, I I would say that that and and of course uh, um, you know Selma got a lot of votes and thirteen right. got. Got some votes, mm -hmm. um, and um, no, I would say that 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 uh, um, there did seem to be, although predominantly, you know, the, the voters are predominantly white and and predominantly white mm. male. I don't know if for predominantly white heterosexual male that we didn't ask, but you know. <laughs> that would but, have been interesting if you had. <laughs> but but that. Uh, um, you know that 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 race was was seemed to be a much people were much more attuned to that yeah. than than gender I I thought yeah you know? and you know I mean the first line of your essay the the poll is about those who are polled and I know you said that there are several people who declined to participate too so it's also a snapshot of 
those who find polls significant, right? I mean, these are the yes. those who find them worth That's right. engaging with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they feel like voting. Yeah, and they feel like their vote counts for something. <laughs> I mean, really, That's you could right. extrapolate quite a bit yeah. from this, yeah. you know. And yeah. um, no, but you, when you said that it's a democratic, yes, it's yeah. a, it's like an exercise in in uh, in, in democracy, and you know, who shows I mean, up to the polls, right? Yeah, I mean, so we can start, you know, like we can bring Plato in at some point. <laughs> this, is, this is a worthwhile exercise, right? I mean, well, yeah. how do you, yeah, how would you, yeah, as a dictator, what would what would you have done? <laughs> Well, I had my vote. I mean, I would have voted for the commune. Yeah. You know, um, but I can see that even as like a sentimental thing in a, in a way. You know, we, we obviously do our own end of the yeah, year poll. Yeah, so you and, know what it's like. And people don't understand so much of it is just who responds to your email. Like sometimes yeah, it goes to spam, like who responds yeah. on deadline. I mean, yeah. It's really just a constructed um, oh, yeah. exercise. But so I'm curious, like how, what was this exercise like for you? And what do you feel that you kind of got from it? Well, uh, originally, they wanted me to run the whole thing. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I mean, I said that I would, I would come up with, you know, like make, suggest people and that in, in, and that. You know, and then I had to like extend a lot of, in, you know, like individual, you know, people, you know, yeah. respond, you know, give people responses. But I wasn't going to be, you know, like the person that like uh, um, tracking down there, emails. Oh and God, that. you know, and badgering yeah. people to do this and 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 so on. I didn't, I didn't want to do that, and then and do the calculate. You know, yeah. so you do that, and I'll, I'll interpret. That was that was my, that that was the deal that I that I struck. Yeah. Although of course I did give, you know make a lot of suggestions and in some cases um in fact i think i had to bug you you did bug me i i was a <laughs> that's not completely <laughs> but you did bug me and you don't made feel, sure don't feel I bad about that so yeah. yeah i appreciated that very I, much but you weren't the only one <laughs> i mean you know and and i, I having imagine. been on the other side i know what that's i i know what that's like you know when people yeah. are you know so uh um yeah so of course there are people who and there are people who who, who don't want to be bothered and people who who don't think that it's a um, a worthwhile exercise. However, uh, I think that that's it, it's more complicated than that because people who are critics want their opinions out there. Right. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. I mean, mm -hmm. so there that's, is that's our currency. Uh, yeah. yeah. So you know, when people don't want to, they 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 have their reasons. I, I respect that. Yeah. Um, and one person, of course, gave me a great thing that I I, I said, oh, I can use that. <laughs> by telling me that everything that they liked was political yeah, yeah, definition. Right. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, think Did anybody deny the existence of politics entirely? Um, <laughs> yeah, like art is not political. <laughs> well, either they said that everything was political or that, you know, and so what is a political film? I mean, yeah, like right. that kind of, you know, what kind of criterion is yeah. that? I, yeah. I can't, you know, like uh, deal with that. Hmm. You know, so I didn't include Godard on my list, and which... I just couldn't figure out which film. I mean, I would have gone with Tuva Beyond, but it there mm. was something where it like it felt like so obvious and also I would have gone I mean Weekend would be my But Godard shows one. up on the list a lot. A lot right? more than any other filmmaker. Right. And I, I mean, I think probably because he died recently and is at Maybe. the top. But also I don't know. he, he I feel seems like, like his the influences. poster. Yeah, right. person of political. Lachine was pretty high, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I probably voted for Lachine was and the reason for that was because it packed such a wallop, you know, in it in its moment. Right. Mm. I mean, it was just, you know, there's Right this, before, I mean, it like right almost before anticipated. Columbia. Yeah. And of course, you know, like, you know, sort of the, the more dedicated cinephiles believe that, you know, like Columbia SDS went to the Kipps Bay Theater, you know, in the middle and saw this movie. No, I mean, there were other <laughs> things going on. But I did take the bus down from from Binghamton, New York, you know, to see this to see this really? movie. Well, because it couldn't get a distributor. Where did at, you see it? At the Kipps Bay Theater, this oh, little that, theater. That's where you yeah, saw it. Okay. I mean, it, it was the first Godard film that couldn't, you know, New Yorker for whatever reason wouldn't handle it. And it, it was at this time that Godard was also in the United States doing get, his tour, right? Doing his tour, yeah. getting. I mean, the, the accounts of that are unbelievable. When he he got attacked in Berkeley, I mean, yeah. right. you know, because the thing is that that. The students were 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 out in front of that movie. Yeah. So when I saw it, I didn't get that. 
I didn't really see that it was like a satire of these students. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it seemed like, wow, you know, this is right. really you know, this, right I, on, you know. That's what so, I love about the movie. And when I saw it again, I saw it when I was in college. So, yeah. you know, not that long ago. And I, for me, it was like, it was holding both these realities so beautifully, which is that these revolutionaries were really sincere and committed and their sincerity is infectious. Mm -hmm. But there's also from my vantage point, okay, these are white French people who are caught up in the romance of revolution more Mm -hmm. so than, you know, they're looking at China and thinking like, we wish we were like these even more radical revolutionaries. So I just, for me, that film is such a perfect sort of document of both those yeah. realities yeah, no. and it's so it's interesting that you went and you were just riled you know you're riled up and I yeah. loved it I mean I thought that he was oh he's really you know like uh, he's Plugged totally didn't like that, it yeah. is you know yeah he, he uh, uh, you know I mean the, now the thing is that the Battle of Algiers <clears throat> had that effect but even more mm. I mean when the Battle of Algiers I don't know if it was opening night film at the New York Film Festival but it, it, it was in the it was in the New York Film Festival made a, a huge outcry. I mean, people were really freaked out by that, by that movie. Because of how naturalistic it looked, because, just violent. Yeah, mm. yeah. And because they were, look, it, it, it opened, you know, it was the 67 New York Film Festival. So that's like six weeks after, after Newark. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Detroit. So, you know, that's so what people were afraid of this. Oh, being yes. Like a, and also because, you know, like what happened very quickly was that the uh, 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 the Panthers and other militant groups just took to it? So people would be right. going to to screenings, and there would be people in the audience who were like cheering, you know, when they blew up that, you know, right. uh, um, the cafe. Mm-hmm. And so, it was used in the trial of the Panthers. Yeah, but it had the opposite effect. <laughs> no, that one juror said that you know, like uh, he, he wrote about it. Um, he said that you know they they showed it, you know, as as evidence. Um, and then he just said, "Well, you know, it it it, it helped me understand, you know, like uh, their 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 worldview." And they were acquitted. I mean, mm-hmm. you know that that's it. There's there were, that that trial went on forever, but it you know ultimately, you know they they were they were not convicted. Right. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting. Like these examples are also in part accidental, right? Like they happen to be made and come out at a particular mm-hmm. moment in a particular yeah. place where they ended up having this this effect. Yeah. But also speaking of like use in a trial, so one of the films on my list, which is something like a war by this Indian filmmaker, Deepa Dhanraj, mm-hmm. she made this documentary about uh, population control policies in India. And so she went and interviewed women who were part of uh, unethical clinical trials, and they had no idea that that they were part of those trials. And those interviews which are in the film became part of a campaign that led to actually uh, stalling the research funding of those trials that was like by a Canadian organization. And so that's also, I mean, film is ultimately like testimony, I think. And a lot of times that, I think there's a lot of films in my mind that whose political value is as testimony. Well, I mean, I think that probably, you know, uh, uh, Bollywood and other commercial uh, uh, Indian uh, cinema produced any number of political movies, produced political figures. I mean, was ahead of the United States at like getting, you know, movie stars into uh, political power. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, it's not as if those films, you know, like, uh, um, although... You know, they, they they travel the world, but uh, um, you know that did that did not come up. Well, I think they travel the world, but it's not just what movies people see, but what people's like the contours of history in people's minds, mm-hmm. right? So if you're if we are polling a lot of Americans, it's that there is a certain narrative of history that may not include the histories of mm-hmm. you know many other places, even mm-hmm. if they've seen those films, they don't feel like. relevant to like their personal conception of history and so i mean it all always comes down to you know liz rhodes whose history you Mm -hmm. know her her famous essay i think um but i think this is what you know like like the pablo lorraine film no no yeah yeah i mean uh, um although all of his films are kind of political in very different ways in different ways about politicians that's that's right Yeah, yeah yeah but um but I do think that that in terms of um, outside of um, France, of course, 
that one I was I was struck by the, the by the number of uh, Latin American films because that seemed to me to be that's like they were too low or too no I think that they're representing you know it's it's, it's not just Hour of the Furnaces it's mm. it's uh, Memories of Underdevelopment mm. and, Battle for Chile and Battle Battle of Chile and and uh, um, and there were some other ones that that Glauber uh, Roca films I mean. Yeah, people uh, yes, must have voted yes, for his yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he got a few. Yeah, um, you know that it, that seems somewhat closer to like uh, to North America. You know what's interesting? The Sight and Sound poll last year's poll had mm-hmm. no Latin American films really? in the top hundred. So, are you saying that you, your theory is that this is a reaction to that? No, so I don't think it's a reaction. Now? I just think it's yeah. interesting. Like when people are asked to name the greatest films, I mean, uh, the voting pools were probably very different. Theirs was like. Eight, more than 800 people. I think you had yeah. 79. But thinking of like the greatest mm-hmm. and the most political, and of course, Latin American cinema, you know, the it, theories of imperfect cinema, you know, they weren't trying to, some of the radical filmmakers weren't trying to make like the greatest, most beautiful films. They were yeah. trying to do something different. So I wonder if there's, I mean, not to say that there yeah. aren't like stunningly beautiful films yeah, there. No, but, but, you know, Los Olvidados is a, is a political film too. Mm-hmm. That, course, I, I don't yeah. think anybody voted for that. But Really? Any yeah. Buñuel? Strangely, no. Uh-huh. I wonder if people think of surrealist yeah, probably, art now as political. You know, it's funny. This is something that I just was uh, um, that, that writing about, you know, <laughs> um, reviewing something for... Uh, uh, for, for art form, which also figures in in my book, which is mm-hmm. which about this um, unbelievable reaction to this uh, Museum of Modern Art exhibition in 1968, uh, Dada surrealism and its uh, um, heritage, or something like that. And of course, from their point of view, the heritage was the New York School of Abstract Expressions. But for a lot of other people, this was like you know like a complete sellout of what Dada and surrealism was about. And and there were demonstrations. This triggered off a whole bunch of demonstrations by uh, artists and art art groups, you know, like, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Against uh, that exhibit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm not familiar with it. What was in it that was objectionable? But just the idea that they were institutionalizing yeah. surrealism. Oh. They, were taking, they, were, they were subtracting the political element. I see. The critical element. And they were making it, you know, like, as it all, you know, builds up to, you know, like Jackson Pollock. You know? Which is, I mean, it's so... This is what is, like, really interesting to me is that now institutions like absorb these political ideas completely so it doesn't today that would not seem out of place at all you know no in fact moma has there were there were a whole series of demonstrations in uh, various kinds because for for you know the museum was like at lincoln center too by the way where like was like the 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 the, the symbol you know like the right, the, right. the establishment beast right for you know for for you know for radical artists yeah MoMA has like incorporated all these things into their own history now. I think they right. own probably there's that Yoko Ono and like you know she protested and I think that they I think they actually like that's part of the collection. Am the I, footage of her. She made yeah. a poster, right? Um, well, the one that I'm thinking of is um, I mean there, there were a bunch of things. There was there was this uh, um, a kinetic artist uh, who used Taki is is you know. Hmm. And um, one of his pieces belonged to the museum, and they put it in a show, um, the machine at the end of the mechanical age, something like that. And and he thought that it was just like thrown in there as an afterthought, which is true. They had it, and they just it was not really selected for the show. They just had it. They put so he went in there with with two pals, and he just like, you know, unplugged it. And and took it out to the garden, stage to sit in the garden until the director of the museum, you know, had to come down and talk to him. And he was he 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 alerted, you know, the art critic for the Village Voice, so that they, this was documented. People went in there and wrote wrote about what he did. So this thing not only ended up that 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 director, you know, <laughs> resigned soon after, but it triggered off this whole thing with the Art Workers Coalition and and so on. So the museum has incorporated this. Into the into their history, right? As if this, you know, like that. This was like part of what they what they did. They can, which is it's like this perfect Marcusean thing, you know, that it just can like, right. you know, whatever. Hold everything in, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's I think that's uh, this is such a great 
example you brought up because is there an outside now you know all these artists were working in an outside is there an outside right now in america that you know everything seems possible within institutions i think the last kind of major well everything is an institution i mean their only forms of communication are through like you know and also funding right i mean it who can make a career making art now or make a living outside of support from some or the other institution. And so I right. think it's, and I, what I, I, I can just think of the protest against the Whitney's, um, one of the board of directors for, the, for his, um, role in funding right, like right, weapons right, right. of mass destruction, stuff like that. But Tear I gas. can't think of like yeah. arguments about how certain art forms or genres themselves are anti-institutional or you know right well sort of. you think what will happen with i mean nan golden is going to be you know it's like an interesting yeah example of that and 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 in a way she's like a, a further you know i don't think she was particularly in, influenced by these things but she's yeah. an example of it so we'll see to the degree to which the guggenheim you know like incorporates her dying <laughs> into, into their into their their history of, of works that they that they sponsor. I mean you know? that her footage of her sit-ins is in all the beauty and the bloodshed, That's right, which yeah. has screened, if not Everywhere. at the Guggenheim, but it's screened right. at Lincoln Center. Yes. So I mean, it's it's really, yeah, yeah. The I mean, this is what I think the poll and this discussion has made me grapple with is like how who poli- won? Poli- <laughs> but it's like how these terms have gotten very neutered. Sometimes it feels like you know, and. I mean, I also should say that I'm, you know, I, I have this feeling of like, oh, it's all so cynical now. But it's because a lot of my understanding of the movements we're talking about in the past are are from a great distance. And yeah, so they yeah. seem very romantic. Yeah. But even like, you know, I mean, the way people in the 70s and 80s were talking about the 60s. I mean, there's there's always a sense that we're, you know, losing the space for like political articulation and art. But I don't know if that's just... An ongoing, you know, well, confrontation. A sense of belatedness is universal. Right. That'd be a very good way of putting it. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we should maybe wrap up there. <laughs> That's a great kind of drop mic uh, quote. But thank you so much, Jim, for joining us. This was such a great conversation. I think this poll just has been a very thought-provoking kind of exercise for everyone and i hope it keeps generating the kind of conversation we just had well i'm glad and i and i enjoyed this conversation very much thank you thanks the film comment podcast features original music by greg ing film comment is a publication of film at lincoln center Since 1962, Film Comment has been the home of independent film journalism, publishing in-depth interviews, critical analysis, and feature coverage of mainstream, arthouse, and avant-garde filmmaking from around the world. Visit us online at filmcomment.com.